Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. Today, my guest is Ace Matasigan. He is the founder and executive director of the Grand Rapids Asian Pacific Foundation. So, Ace, if you'll introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me to today, Bill. Uh, my name is Ace Marasigan, like you said. I am the founder of the Grand Rapids Asian Pacific Foundation. Now, our, our group changed recently. Uh, we were known as the Grand Rapids Asian Pacific Festival. And it's because we started as a festival, and now we had our works and our changes and our new mission in, in, in hopes to, to do more than just events. And so we are doing more. And so that will, that's hence our name change. All right. Well, thanks for getting that out there because some people may think that those are two separate entities. So that'll help bring that all together. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how this whole foundation came about. So, Bill, I am, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty older guy now. Uh, but in 2016, my wife and I were driving down the road after a attending another festival. Uh, I cannot remember if it was the Polish festival or uh, the Hispanic festival, but we were just driving down the road and we just started talking about how come there's no Asian festival, uh, there's no representation for our community. And we just, you know, we're just chatting about it. But then when I look through the rear view mirror, you know, my son is in his car seat. He was three years old back then. And all I could think of is why is there nothing for him? And my wife and I, we talked about it and we said, hey, we could keep complaining or we could just keep chatting about it or we could do something. So we decided that we're going to keep going. We're going to we're going to meet up with people, like minded people and just share the, the whole idea. And the whole idea is simple. We are going to create a festival for our people, for the Asian community, so we can celebrate us. But the whole mission was simple. You know, I, in my head, the further, the, the more we, we share our culture, the, the, the bridge of understanding from outside the Asian community looking in, I feel like there's, a, there's hope that we will be able to bridge the gap of understanding, and there will be more enlightenment and more understanding with, with, with other people. So that's the whole premise, the whole story behind like how it started, Bill. And I know it uh, sounds simple enough, but the, the work was not easy because you, we had to work with different people asking for, for support. You know, I just want to say thank you to Consumers Energy for your continued support of our Asian festival slash foundation. I kind of want to unpack a little bit about what you said there. So the first thing I noticed is that you were talking about your son and there was really nothing there for him to understand or learn about his culture. But you also tied that together with how you can share your culture with others. And what I have found through some of the other festivals that I go to is I learned two things. One, that we do have differences, right? But we are also the same in a lot of areas. And that really helps bring that kind of co cohesiveness between the cultures. And have you found that in the years since you started this? You know, Bill, when the mission in the beginning, 
beginning, uh, we're going to share, and we are going to hope that people will, will find our commonalities, and therefore we could celebrate that commonalities versus just uh, highlighting our differences. Within the, the years that have passed, I have noticed that there is more cohesiveness in the Asian community, too. Because, I mean, it, when you say Asian community, we're talking about a vast number of countries, right? We're talking uh, a big continent with multiple, multiple countries. Each countries have their own tradition and uh, ways of communicating. And so within that work itself, Bill, I found that I've seen uh, different ethnic groups just uh, interlocking uh, hands and saying like, hey, I want to work with you. So that was the dream and that was the hope. And we're still working towards uh, towards that, uh, but there's a lot of movements that came about uh, when we started this festival. So it's very interesting to me. So this is something I hadn't thought about before, but that in, in, in if we think about it, we, we do this frequently as a society. We say uh, Asian Pacific American, and we kind of have this broad brush. But the truth is, when we talk about uh, Asian Americans in specific, that's the Philippines, that's China, that's Japan. These are all very different cultures. That's very true, Bill. And when we say Asian Pacific communities, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes people do group the Southeast Asians as the, when you say Asia. But when you say Asia, you're talking about India and you're even talking about the Middle East. Uh, some of them will will associate and identify themselves as Asian Americans. And, and, you know, when we say Asian Americans, and that can be, that comprises of many, many different things. We're talking about people that were born here, people that migrated here, adopted, and even, you know, just people who are uh, always called this place, United States of America, their home. Right. Well, and you yourself were actually born in the Philippines and came to the States in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. That's true, Bill. I came here in, in 1993. It's uh, a while back, you know, and I still remember that first day that I stepped into the United States. Uh, that winter was not the worst, but the following winter uh, was a terrible winter, but I was enjoying it. But then, then I, I thought in my head, are all winters here in Michigan the same? Because it was like uh, two feet of snow. And I remember uh, going to school, even though there's so much snow in the ground. And, uh, you know, at first I was excited with snow, but then I quickly got tired of it. Uh, as you can see, you know, as you can tell, I'm like, great snow in the beginning, but then I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> well, sp spoken like a true Michigander, I'll tell right. you that. Because, <laughs> because I feel the I feel the same way. I I've got to think that when we think about climate, it's a little bit different here than the Philippines. <laughs> it certainly is. I mean, talking about the tropical climate, you know, it's warm, but it's also very humid in that. And in where I live, I, I was born in Manila, and uh, you know that that city alone per per capita is like the most populated city in the world and you know having so many people and uh the space is not enough and then uh, add in like the, the humidity of the the country the place is pretty warm 
And then when you come here to Michigan, which is such a beautiful state, and you find yourself with nature and there's there's actually spaces for people to to walk around. So it, it, there's such a big, vast difference. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. You um, you come to America and you uh, you grow up here. Are, are families close in, in the Philippines? And I I ask that because, of course, um, as a lot of my listeners know, because I talk about my wife frequently, my wife is Greek. And in her culture, families are very close. We listen to aunts and uncles um, almost as if they're a second set of parents. And so that was new to me because that's not how I grew up. And uh, so I was very interested to, to know if it's that way in the Philippine culture or is it is it different? Bill, you basically nailed in the head. I mean, we were talking about Greeks and Filipinos. That's exactly what, how we would perceive our relatives. You know, we, we have so much respect for our elders and so much respect for authority figures that, yeah, our uncles, aunts, they're, they're the ones who, you know, plus our parents, they're, they, are, they act like parents. You know, they, not that they're strict, but they, they watch out for you. They have so much love for you that they want to make sure that you're going to grow up uh, well. And so, I mean, that alone is a, it's a testament that our vast differences with other cultures, but when you, when you dig, uh, dig deep, the commonalities are there, family and love. And I, I got to think, correct me if I'm wrong, when that was going on, though, sometimes it didn't feel like love, right? <laughs> Certainly did not, because you're like, hey, man, and like, Especially like you know, I, I want to. I'm young when I was uh, when I was here, and I grew up, and you know, started to hang out with other people. But then you know, your your parents, my parents were uh, Filipino, strict Filipino, and they're like, hey man, you, you gotta you gotta watch out. And yeah, you know, you, you you thought it was not love because you're like your parents are being so strict, but then you're in a, in reality, you're like, you just love me, you know. And it's funny that we, you know, you it takes you a while or takes you when you become a parent yourself is that that's when you realize the the love of your parents and that's why i think that's why we my wife and i started the, the asian pacific Fe- festival because we have so much love for our boy his name's red mm-hmm. he uh, is seven years old now we have so much love for him that we want him to see the world as beautiful as can be he also needs to see the the sides that need to work but he needs to be able to see that he can do a lot of things, that he's a born equal, he belongs. And so we are working really hard to, to make that a, a reality. But it takes, it takes a village to make that happen, right, Bill? Because, uh, you know, it takes a lot of um, unity between uh, the many, many different cultures, not just in Asia, but we're talking about uh, beyond the Asian culture, we're talking about the Latinos, the, the African Americans, uh, the Caucasian. We want to be able to say, like, hey, we want to work with you, and we want to be able to. I want my son to be able to grow up in a world that uh, will accept him for who he is. Well, and I think what you're doing really gives a voice to a lot of people. And I want to go back to something you said when you were talking about respect for authority and um you know paying respect to your elders and your family how does that impact just you personally because i know you can't speak for everyone 
But how does that impact your ability sometimes to speak out when you see something and want to say something? Bill, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, obviously, the, this experience um, could be, you know, it's, it's my experience, but some people would say, uh, are the Asian community, are, are they always timid? Are they the model minority uh, that we don't like to raise fuss? But, you know, when I was growing up, I was taught to respect uh, elders, authority. So it's hard for me to speak up when something doesn't seem right, especially if it's something coming from someone that we, we give respect to. And quite actually recently, I shared something on my Facebook page uh, which I thought I had forgotten, but I can still remember that time when I was working at this institution um, and just remembered asking a client if I could help them. And when this person looked at me straight in the eye and said, I would not let someone like you help me. And, you know, the look of disgust in his eyes, I can still remember it from this day. I really thought I'd forgotten about it, but uh, with the recent um tragedy that's been happening in the asian community it kind of resurfaced itself and i found myself battling some of the you know the the past hurts that i thought i have let go and they they've resurfaced themselves you know i I can still remember that day bill because I, i i i didn't know what to do i actually asked my uh someone in in the at work you know, like I shared the experience and it's not that they minimized the whole situation, but they didn't understand how that felt for me. And I, I did not know how to, I didn't know how to fight back. And it wasn't even fighting back. It's about saying like that was, that was not uncalled for. And I didn't know how to, to voice out my own, uh, my own disgust in what just has transpired. So, yes, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with respect and, you know, being able to give that respect. But there's also a time that respect needs uh, is both ways. And I have grown to to be a little bit more vocal. And I'm still working on this, Bill. Uh, it's, it's not easy to just keep be as open as possible. But I just figured if I want the world to change... I need to be able to tell them why it's it's wrong, or tell them what's what's working out for me, or working out for every, for people that I love. Well, and the, and that makes sense. And I want to go I want to go back to that story a little bit where someone didn't want to work with you, and not because of anything you had said or done, but just because of what you, you how you looked, right? And that's. I mean, that that goes to the core of what we're talking about, especially with what's going on right now with some of the violence against uh, our Asian Americans and Asians who are in America. And can you talk a little bit more about how that's impacted you? Now, I know that it has brought up those feelings that you had before, um, but I can tell you from my my viewpoint, I've never I've never had to worry about someone uh saying something or doing something simply because of the way that I look that's never been in the back of my mind but it sounds like it has been in yours so how has this impacted you bill just the thought of someone judging you just based on your looks 
or based on what, how you talk or how you perceive yourself. I mean, it hurts for me to, to, to see that the world has not changed. And that's why, you know, when I look at my boy, I keep thinking, you know, we, that's the thought process still, you know, as a parent, you, you want this world to be a better place. You want it to be more uh, accepting. It, the, what has happened in Atlanta has affected me so much that I was succumbed with emotions on, on the day that I found out what has happened. And it's not because of, uh, you know, it, it's because it could have, it could happen anywhere. And when, when, when it was explained that uh, the attacker has, has visited those shops, we have so many Asian-owned business shops here in town that I can just keep thinking about them. I keep thinking, you know, because I'm, I'm friends with them as well. And I just keep thinking, oh, my gosh, that could have been so-and-so. And so the impact of it is the fear and also uh, not just the fear. It's like the trust factors. Like how can I be assured that my loved ones and the people that I know and just, pe- just, just the people in general are going to be safe? So the impact is, is humongous, Bill. I, I, I had some sleepless nights a couple of days. And, um, just trying to figure out, trying to wrap my brain about what's happening in the world. Well, and I think that, um, you know, speaking out like you are and having a voice, not just for you, but for others in the work that you're doing really goes a long way in helping to get that message out and maybe bringing understanding to, uh, to how people are feeling right now with all that has gone on in the past year and then how things are happening in this year. So I really appreciate you Uh, talking about that, talking about the work that you're doing. We're getting very close to the end of the podcast, and I would uh, really like to just kind of turn it over to you. Is there anything that you would like to share with the audience before we go? Yes. Uh, When we talk about, when we look at the world right now, I mean, there's so much craziness that's been happening. I know we're, we're facing such a monumental task of getting over or moving past the pandemic i know the pandemic brings out the worst in people but let's look at also the positive that's uh that can bring out to to who we are as a core of an individual look into what you can do and in reality just look at the 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 amount of understanding that you can bring out love understanding there's no room for hate here. So if you're listening to Bill's podcast, just keep in mind, there is no room for hate. Only love survives. Ace, that's a that's a beautiful message. And also, I, I like what I hear you saying about uh, taking some of the negatives that we have experienced over the last year and turning them into positives and taking care of people. So again, I know you're busy. I know things are happening for you. Um, Before we go, though, uh, I know last year you had to cancel the festival. I'm thinking this year you might have one. So do we have dates set for that? And where's that going to happen? Bill, thank you for uh, for reminding me to, to talk about this. Yes, when we canceled last year, it was heartbreaking because, I mean, there's something that we've worked hard uh, many, many years. And, and so when we canceled that, 
it really takes its toll on you. But now we're we're back. So June 11th and June 12th of this year, uh, we're hosting our uh, Grand Rapids Asian Pacific Festival at the Calder Plaza at uh, downtown Grand Rapids. So June 11th to 12th, Calder Plaza, downtown Grand Rapids. And for more info, Bill, they could just check out grapf.org. That's G-R-A-P-S and Paul. You heard it here, so check out GRAPF to find out more about the Asian, the Grand Rapids Asian Pacific Foundation and the uh, celebration that's coming up in June. Again, thanks for taking the time out to talk with us today. Ace, I know that your message is going to get out there and touch some people, and maybe we can get some more folks uh, to come visit and check out the great work you're doing. I appreciate the time, Bill. And if you are listening to Bill, I just want to say thank you for your time to listen today. And thank you again to the audience for tuning in to this special edition of Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms so that you don't miss an episode. And please take a moment to fill out our survey to let us know how we're doing. That can be found at http colon slash slash b-i-t dot l-y slash m-e dash y-o-u dash u-s and please be sure and tune in again where we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being